0: You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. So good afternoon, everybody. Today is Wednesday, November the 2nd, 2022. And we're so pleased to have Michael Fair back with us for the third installment in his Unseen Touchscreen course. So we're very excited. Going to turn everything over to Michael to begin. And uh, thank you, thank you to Michael. And thanks for everyone for being here.
1: Okay, well, let's get started here. So th- today is going to be focusing on the hardware and the aspects of, of hard- the hardware that you'll be dealing with that, that we're then going to build on with the ecosystem in the next lecture. So basically, we'll start with the physical iPhone and the components in it. So it is rectangular. You've got a side button, one sliver button on the right side. That's like a little sliver. You have a port on the bottom and that is a lightning port. And it's in between uh, a speaker and a microphone down there on the the bottom of your iPhone uh, at the bottom edge that is. And there's a side button on the right side and that's the only thing on that side. And then on the left side, there is a mute button, a switch, sort of a rocker switch, on the top, on the t- left top, top of the left edge, and you, so you can mute, mute and unmute your phone. Um, and then below that are two volume buttons, up and down volume buttons, and that is basically the phone. It's the front surface is uh, is a solid uh, glass sheet. Uh, there is uh, some. Uh, will have a home, a virtual home button these days. It's not even a real button, um, and there are. There's a lot under the hood, of course, and we're going to go into sort of what's in there a little bit. Um, so, that's your basic iPhone, and differentiating the models of iPhone uh, are size, of course. Uh, they can be bigger or smaller. Uh, they can have uh, different. Systems on a chip, and that's important. Uh, when people talk about the A15 chip or the A16 chip, uh, it's not just one little microchip. It's a system on a chip, uh, SOC, as it's known in the industry, and so it's it's shortened to chip. But that's that's misleading because it's it's so complex. It it would just boggle anyone's brain. There are. Everything from sound processors to memory units to all sorts of things on this system on a chip. Uh, So it's a very complex, tiny thing. And uh, that's what runs your iPhone. So uh, the biggest differentiators when you go to get your iPhone, uh, what things you want to consider about are what you want to do with that phone and then think about. Uh, storage because the decisions at at when you buy the phone are that you have to they have to be good until you're ready to change or upgrade to a different phone. You have the chip in your iPhone and you have the memory uh, onboard storage in your iPhone, uh, and that is a flash a solid state drive that is in your phone that you, uh, is is a certain size. You have to choose that size when you buy. The phone. Uh, and that's kind of rough on some people because they don't know what they're going to be doing with that phone ahead of time. So I've known a lot of people who think, oh, I'll just use it for simple things, a little email, a little this. I don't need a m- bun- bunch of storage. And then they want to take it up camping and have music with them. And they realize they don't have room for all the different things they want to take, right? Because they they've gotten too little storage. So you, you sort of have to have some idea in advance uh, what you'll be doing with it. Uh, mine is a replacement for a computer at these days. I use it for everything. So I have uh, 512 gigabytes, and I've used up most of that. Uh, a lot of it is audiobooks and music. Uh, there's also uh, some audio dramas and a lot of other things I have put on there. A lot of apps um, and uh, tons and tons of books, uh, ebooks. I have about over probably over 30 gigs, 40 gigs of ebooks on there. So there's there's quite a bit there. I like having all my reference stuff with me. I have the complete uh Wikipedia. Uh depending on of what you want to do is how much you pay uh in the in the beginning to get uh the big the thing is you've got to choose the iPhone type you want. Uh and there are other differences. Uh the pro, the camera in your phone, that's a big change, uh depending on on the phone you get. Um the, the pros now have better cameras. The pro phones are. Uh, more advanced. They have the the most expensive chip. They have LiDAR. It's another differentiating factor that might be important to us as blind people because there are more things that are using LiDAR uh, for helping us uh, determine uh, things about the room we're in, how far away objects are, all kinds of different things, where doors are. Um, If if you want all that that ability, uh, you need to get the pro phone uh, to, to do that because the pros are the ones with the LiDAR. It hasn't come down to the, the regular range of phones. So, uh, you know, it, there are these, these things, and the, so for me, in my case, uh, for example, of where this makes a difference, uh, I know that I'm not really gonna be using, you know, the door detection, the LiDAR features. Uh, it's, it's a pretty safe bet that I'm not, like with my hearing loss and everything, <clears throat> Uh, you know, doing independent travel is. I'm not going to be doing a lot of that. So, for me, it didn't make sense to spend. It, it nearly doubles the price getting a, a pro phone versus a regular one, uh, and so it, it becomes how much is this going to help you to a point where you're you're where it's worth the financial cost that you're absorbing by uh, having these phones. Now, it, the Chip matters because the the higher the number of chip, uh, the more advanced, the, the more recently developed. The longer that is going to be supported before you have to upgrade, uh, before you will no longer get iOS. So, the uh, the Cnib, for example, is is offering older phones uh, through a, a thing called Phone It Forward. And I applaud that. That's a great initiative. Gives a lot of people a chance to try and see if the iPhone is for them, see how well they can work with it uh, without a massive commitment on their, their part. Um, and that's that's wonderful. The thing is, is the older the phone is, the shorter the time that you have before it stops being able to get new versions of the operating system, iOS. And that's where all the big upgrades come. So because everything is bundled in iOS, uh, unfortunately what that does is when when you stop being able to get new versions, you uh, basically are at a point where everything uh, other than really critical, they'll probably keep security updates going, but other features you're going to be missing out on that. So any improvements they make to voiceover, like the last one in 16, one of the big, big additions uh, that they did was add the ability for a lot of new voices in voiceover uh, the screen reader and anyone stuck on iOS 15 can't access that. They can't get out all the new voices. So that's a very uh, you know simple example of something that has changed because of your ability to get the latest iOS that a lot of blind people would really value uh, they they've been fairly pleased with the voice selection being increased as much as it has in this last update so that's that's the kind of thing that you'll miss out on if if you don't if you can't get the latest operating system updates anymore right so the chip is important and i've already discussed the storage which is important in terms of what you do with it cuz if you have less storage, uh you won't have room for what you want to take. And that might change how you decide to use your iPhone. For example, my phone is, is kind of an all-purpose thing. I use it for navigation, I use it for reading, it's my library, it's my entertainment system, it's all that. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, if I'm going up to someone else's place, I can, you know, play tunes, I can share a vast music library, even if we're offline. Uh and that's, that's kind of, you know, the way I like it. Uh, but if I, you know, earlier I had phones with much smaller storage and I had to make choices. What I want to take? What do I want uh, to leave behind? And uh, so you had to do a lot more juggling. And, of course, you can, if, if things are available online, you can always get them when you need them, but that costs data. And if you're not connected to Wi-Fi, uh, then you, you're using cellular data, and that might cost you. Uh, so there's all that to consider uh, with the hardware of of the phones. So the the chip is is critical. Uh, the farther the advanced, the more capable it is, and uh, the more long you can go between updates. Uh, and different factors uh, will will make it so that it's not that Apple just wants to you know, gouge you for more and more money. There are technical additions to these chips that, uh, you know, it, 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 for example, artificial intelligence is becoming more critical uh, with, with, uh, as the chips advance uh, because what happens now is a lot of the features that we take for granted uh, use artificial intelligence in those chips to work. So identifying pictures uh, that makes heavy use of, of the artificial intelligence. Uh, so the descriptions we get as voiceover users—they're now par- powered uh, and generated by artificial intelligence on board your device. So that chip is looking at images and deciding, you know, to, you know formulating descriptions uh, based on on the, the massive amount of programming in there that that is uh, to do with image generation and description. So. A lot of stuff is, uh, you know, is in there that really does make a difference. The camera makes a difference, you know, for blind people. Uh, You know, the better the camera that you have, the better artificial intelligence and uh, sighted people are going to be able to help you in various ways. Reading print, identifying labels and items, uh, helping you navigate, find your way around, all of that is based with the camera, uh, you know, someone, the better of view someone has, the more they can tell you, uh, and, uh, the better results you're going to get, uh, when you try and, uh, it, you know, get help with, uh, sighted people looking through your camera to tell you what's around you. So it does make a difference. Even something like the camera can make a big difference for blind people. Uh, so that is, uh, the kind of thing with, with hardware, uh, with the iPhone, uh, that's, that's those are the sorts of things. And, you know, advance um, in, in terms of, of memory and, and everything that every year, uh, or roughly every year, things are upgraded and it's kind of up to you to decide, you know, it, it, you should be thinking of these things in terms of, uh, that. you know, if you get an, a brand new iPhone and it's the latest, you know, it's not an old one. Like if this is current, Uh, you know, it would be uh, reasonable to expect a good, you know, uh, four years of life out of it in that range, four or five years, Uh, could be longer. Sometimes, some of these phones uh, now, because Apple has sort of worked at making, at supporting older devices, because they can be resold uh, in in, uh, usually third world countries, things like that. Uh, in other places, uh, or just as cheaper phones, right? If, if you don't have the money to buy the latest and greatest, then secondhand, right, you can, you can save money and, and still get at least some of the iOS experience. Um, so there's a market for that. Uh, and uh, Apple will try and, and support these phones to give them longer life now. So it's not, you know, impossible that you could be happy with a phone for six years, you know? Uh, it could last that long. Now your battery in the phones is probably going to be one of the first things to wear down. Uh, That's a chemical thing. There's lithium ion uh, battery, So there's, there's not a lot Apple can do to, you know, as much as they work on increasing the battery and and efficiency and everything, uh, there will come a point when you exhaust the battery and you have to get it replaced and you you can do that. It it doesn't necessarily mean the whole phone is useless. You can get the battery replaced. Uh, I would recommend, that people uh, don't try to do this yourself. Um, the, Apple will make uh, repair kits and supplies sort of available to third parties and to individuals, but as a blind person, uh, there, there's just a lot that can go wrong. There's the iPhones are full of tiny wires, connections, parts, and if you don't know what you're doing, it would be incredibly easy to make a mistake that would just render your phone useless um so don't i i really wouldn't pursue that oh i want to repair it myself kind of thing uh take it to someone who can see what they're doing and knows what they're doing with this stuff uh especially the more you use these things the more crucial they can become uh to your life and you just it it wouldn't be good to take chances with something like that so uh you know, just be aware that you know these things. Uh, it, it's kind of opening up. Apple used to insist on doing all the repairs themselves. That's kind of changed, um, but it's uh, it's still probably your safest bet is as going uh, through Apple to get your phone fixed. Um, so uh, you know, most the theory with these devices is, of course, you can you can get uh, you you have the stuff on board that is stored in your your iPhone, and then you can get uh, memory. Uh, and you can re- re- retrieve things uh, because you're, you'll theoretically be connected to the internet. So, uh, if you don't have something on board your phone, a book that you need, or something like that, you can just zip on to wherever you need to get it from and, and grab it, and it will just come to your phone. Uh, and that's why you know they still offer phones with with uh, a lot less storage because some people, you know, are you know secure in their belief that that, that you know, they'll be connected with the internet and uh, you know, they're fine. They can just you know, do it that way and, and grab as, as they need. And it doesn't, you know, some plans, uh, data plans and circumstances, it doesn't cost a bunch of money. So that's one way to operate. Uh, it all depends on your lifestyle, where you might be going, what you might be doing. Uh, so it's something to consider, but there's, there's an awful lot in these phones. There's the camera, there's a GPS device, uh, there's motion sensors to help it control. It can detect when it tips, when it uh, is, is shaken. Uh, there's a compass built in. So directionality, it knows you can it can use all these things to locate you. Uh, there's a gyroscope, it, it can detect motion. So uh, you know, for, for counting steps, for example, if you have your phone in your, in your pocket, it will be measuring your steps. Uh, and uh, you can uh, use that information in some fitness programs uh, including the health app, uh, you can actually see the, the you know, the, how far you've walked. Um, so that's the kind of thing that that is un- in that, that, uh, seemingly simple device. It's, it's anything, but there's a lot of technology packed in there and Apple is constantly working on improving all of it between phone cycles. So, uh, yeah, That's, that's one that normally what happens is they get far enough ahead. So you're tempted to upgrade before your phone is really at the bottom of the, you know, at the end of the treadmill, you'll be tempted by some features and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll want to upgrade and pull that trigger and get the next iPhone, uh, and transfer your stuff over before you get to the point where it's really at, at the end of its useful life. Uh, for most people, that's, that's kind of what happens, uh, you know, and, uh, You back up the information into the cloud, the iCloud, uh, so it's backed up, and then then you can get it onto your new phone uh, is the idea. And that process usually goes pretty smoothly. Uh, And and so the good thing is your purchases are tied to your Apple ID, so you never have to purchase any digital goods twice. If you have apps, if you have uh, books, uh, things like that, if you bought albums, uh, those things are not connected to your phone specifically, they're connected to your Apple ID, and you won't have to buy those again, right? They'll just be available to you on your new phone. Uh, they don't even take up your iCloud space. They're not counted against that. So uh, any apps, things like that, that you invest in on one phone, you don't have to buy uh, in the new, uh, the new phone when you, when you upgrade uh so you don't have to sort of worry about that that that's true if it breaks too if you have an accident with your phone and it smashes uh you got to get a new phone as long as you've backed up everything to the the cloud and let it let that process happen it it, it is it defaults to doing this uh, as long as it's connected and uh plugged in uh it will back everything up and you you would get a new phone you would uh restore from your backup, you need to know your Apple ID and password and prove that you're you, of course. And then the data would go into your new phone. So it, that's the theory. If, if everything works like it should, uh, that's the kind of thing that that happens here. So uh, accessories is a, another thing that, uh, that we should touch on. Because, of course, your iPhone is a communication device. It communicates with the Internet, with Wi-Fi, or... Uh, cellular, uh, you know, connectivity, uh, cellular, cellular data. And think of that, you, you th- typically, th- uh, you know, Wi-Fi is when you're at home or in, in a, an area and you're connected to uh, basically a wireless internet provider and uh, usually in, in someone's home or in uh, coffee shops, things like that, they might give you a password and, and you can sign up for Wi-Fi and uh, use the service. Uh, cellular data is when you're out and about and you're not connected to any Wi-Fi. And that is, I think I kind of explained it like, that's the water you take on the trip, right? So the, you know, you go out and you get home, you can drink as much water as you want. It's in the tap. Uh, But on the way out, you have to carry, you have to have canteens or drinks, things that you carry. And cellular data is kind of like that. It's usually, it usually costs more. Uh, you usually have to kind of think about the limits of your plan and uh, you can turn that off too. Uh, so that it isn't used accidentally. Um, you have a lot of control over that. So that's part of what's in that, that hardware. And of course the Bluetooth is how you communicate with devices near you and how you connect most accessories to your iPhone uh, and so that, that uh, is, is a lot of accessories that you get will be Bluetooth enabled and you'll be connecting it that way. So accessories that come with your phone, that, this has changed a bit. Uh, now you basically get uh, a cord with your phone, a USB-C to
0: lightning Sorry, cord. Michael, could, could, could you just elaborate on one thing? Because I know people do ask it about the device, about the different sizes for your hands and whatever... Um, okay, yeah, the range of sizes is that something you just touch on briefly because yeah. sometimes people do wonder that and, and whether it's comfortable for them and how people sure. feel about the various sizes? Is okay. that okay?
1: So, yeah, yeah, so it's the okay, size of, of the iPhones. Yeah, before we go to accessories, that's a good thing to, to do. The there are now the Apple is kind of changing their lineup as this goes forwards, so they they have. Uh, smaller phones that are usually, uh, the SE is now the smallest size of phone. Uh, it's kind of replacing what was uh, the Mini. Uh, so now there's the SE, uh, the currently the SE 2022 or SE 3 as it's called. And that one is uh, about, I think it was four inches or something like that. It was, it's a smaller phone. It fits easily in a smaller hand. Uh, the mid-range phones, uh, the, the, the average uh, – so I've got an iPhone 13 and an iPhone 14 now. And that, the 14 isn't really bigger as the, than the 13 immensely. It might be a bit different size, but uh, it's – like the basic idea is, is that the larger phones, there's the 14+, the Plus, which is bigger than the 14. It's still – you get the same hardware – as you would in a regular 14, but the battery is a bit bigger and the display will be a bit bigger Um, and like six inches, seven inches, something like that. Um, Yeah, in that range. And then the pros, uh, there's the pro and the pro max. And now you're getting into big phones. Like these are large uh, and you'll have photographers will use them. uh, Creators for shows will use them that uh, they come with uh much better cameras uh, and uh more memory uh the pros this year have faster chips so they they have the A16 chip this year and they're large like these are big phones so uh it the uh, the pro especially the pro max is big um i can't remember the size off the top of my head but it's up there in like like 6 plus inches kind of And that's getting really big. So, you know, these things, uh, they're not quite the same as as iPads. Even iPad minis are bigger than uh, your your Pro Max phone would be. Um, So they're still kind of thinking people will be holding these in hand while they move kind of thing and like aiming their shots or taking videos, uh, things like that but they're, they're substantially larger phones and they'd be kind of heavier. Uh, they also have bigger batteries. So some blind people get them because of the, the more battery capacity there, especially if you turn brightness down to zero because you don't need to see it. Uh, you know, that's a big display that's not being generating light and that will save you a lot of power. So, uh, you know, the, so if you want a smaller phone, you might have to sacrifice a bit of capability. You'd want to get an SE if you want the smallest, uh, the the regular range, the fourteen uh, or fourteen plus, if you want uh, in that that mid range kind of. Uh, still easy to hold in a hand. My my thirteen is uh, very easy to it. It's maybe the size. Uh, I'm thinking it's it's not much wider than a credit card, and it maybe maybe possibly two credit cards tall uh, if you've kind of measured it that way um, it's it's easily easy to hold in a hand uh, it's it's not quite as long as as a f- telephone would, would have been um, but it, it's long enough that you can hold it up to your ear and the, and the microphone is sort of more at your mouth or near your mouth uh, so it works Um And it's, it's natural. Like it's, it's not, it doesn't feel too unnatural to hold in that position. So hopefully that gives you some idea of the regular size phones. And then the bigger ones are just like larger. Uh, Can't really think of what to compare them to, but they're, they're quite a bit bigger. Like these, you would be, uh, if you want to something to securely hold in one hand and your hands aren't huge, then you want sort of the mid range uh, phones. Uh, So, that's that's hopefully gives you some idea of, of the size of these things. So I, I guess on to accessories. Uh, when you're choosing accessories, the things that come with the phone, they come with a cable, uh, a USB to lightning cable. The lightning end is a thin end with a, a smooth, uh, and it's just an a, a aerodynamic kind of smooth end the other end of that cable is a usb c end and it has a little uh sort of piece uh out of the end of it so it's a, it's a kind of a almost like the end of a not not a straw but that kind of idea where you have uh a central empty part surrounded by uh edges of of a cable so uh that end you plug it into a USB-C port and it snaps into place. And then the other end will go into a lightning port in the bottom of your phone. And that will eventually change into a USB. Uh, it looks like the EU is pressuring Apple and they're going to go to USB-C. So uh, eventually both ends of that cable will be USB-C in theory. Um, but that's, that's pretty much, you get a, a SIM card ejector with some phones if, if it still has a SIM card. Uh, they're, Uh, offering eSIM now which is a non-physical SIM card so pretty soon we won't even have to bother with physical SIM cards Uh, but for now I I certainly still have one in my 13 and and most people probably still would have a physical SIM card Um, so that's one little accessory that might come as well. Uh, They don't really ship a power brick so when you get a phone uh, and they'll remind you of this when, as you're shopping for one on the Apple site, uh, you should get. Uh, make sure you have a USB C uh, charger. Uh, Apple offers them. There are some great ones from Anchor uh, to charge up your phone. Uh, you can you can plug it into other USB C things, um, and, and if you have a USB C port on your computer, you can use that. Uh, but Uh, you should have a a power brick to, uh, to charge your phone. Um, So some of the stuff you you have to start, if you don't have it already, see the the theory is a lot of people are getting newer phones and they have older ones, uh, but previously, so they'd already have the the stuff they need to charge it. Um, And that's true for a lot of people, but not for newcomers who might not have these accessories. So that's one thing to keep in mind, make sure you have a power brick and make sure that uh, you get that when you get your phone, so you can you can charge it up right away, uh, and it won't be a panic situation. The other thing they used to ship with uh, phones is earpods, which are earbuds that I'm wearing a pair right now, and they are they're wired. They they have a lightning connector on the end that plugs into the bottom of my phone, and I'm wearing them in my ears. And there's a little. Uh, uh, kind of a, uh, there are two earbuds, and then there's a control sort of area that's dangling uh, near my right ear. And in that control area, there's an up, it's sort of a almost a round cylinder with a, a bit missing. So there's the upper part, which is upper raised volume. There's a down thing that lets you lower volume. And then there's a, a middle area that's sort of a flattened part. And that's a button that lets you summon Siri and start and stop music and skip tracks and, and do a bunch of other things like that. So uh, it it was pretty simple. They, they, if you want to buy a set of those, they'll set you back about 20 bucks, 20 years thereabouts. I haven't had to buy one in a while. Last time, I think it was 24 uh, for me. And uh, there I, I still, uh, people have said they sound better uh, for these kind of calls. Uh, So I still use those. Uh, They also, if you want something wireless though, you can go to AirPods and uh, they're uh, wireless earbuds that you can put in. There are also full headsets. You can get, if you really have a lot of money, you can get AirPods max. They were like four or 500 bucks or something. Um, I can't imagine paying for those myself, but you know, if, if people really, really want that, surround sound movie experience on their heads uh, that's what you do there's a lot you can get to help augment what your iphone can do and that ranges from bluetooth keyboards to uh you know things like the airpods max like we just heard about there and uh or uh, in my case third generation airpods uh somewhat cheaper still kind of expensive they're in the 200 range um And, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, I had to think about, of course, hearing aids, uh, because I wear them, and I had to make sure that they would work, I could put them in, and I can, I I don't have the kind that seal up the ear, so I can use earbuds like AirPods with, with them, but I can't use the AirPods Pro, because they are uh, sealing, uh, they seal the canal, uh, your ear canal, you have to push a tip into your ear, uh, a little ways, and I can't do that and still wear hearing aids. So I would be forced to make a choice there that I don't really want to make. Uh, and that's and the last thing I kind of need is noise cancellation. I already have hearing loss. So you know, in, in most circumstances, that would actually work against me. Um, so you have to think about your own situation when you, when you think about what you might want in terms of sound. Uh, there are Bluetooth speakers. I have one called the Fugu Tough. Uh, and I, uh, when I approached getting that, I went to, I did a number of things. When you're looking for these accessories uh, you want to get as much information about them as you can uh, look on YouTube and Google for links to reviews. There are often really good written reviews available online and YouTube videos. Uh, people like to review their tech and you can get a lot out of, even if you can't see, you can hear the video and hear them talk about the what what they're working with and maybe even hear how it sounds as it's being used, which can give you ideas on on what it's going to be like. And we have to use all of that if, if we're going to hope to get something that satisfies uh, you know our needs. Uh, keyboards are a big one for me. I've gone through a number of Bluetooth keyboards, and I would go and research them online. I would you know try to do as much ahead of time as I could and, and have as, be- as good an idea of what I was getting, it still took a number of tries. I, I think I probably went through about eight or nine keyboards. I finally got one that I'm really, really happy with. But it, it took years uh, and many attempts to get it exactly right. Um, and that's, that's kind of what, uh, you know, the, the, that's what happens when you're shopping online. You can't always test these things, things out before you buy them. And uh, so, just use all those tools, all that online information, or friends, word of mouth. Maybe someone you know has, you know, had the same thought. Like, oh, I'd like a Bluetooth speaker to go with my iPhone. What works well? Uh, you know, and one thing we have to be aware of as blind people is lag. It doesn't sort of bother sighted people quite as much, uh, but if we're controlling our iPhones and we need to hear voiceover instantly. Uh, you know, because we need to know what we're touching at the moment. If I touch, if I try to answer a call, I'm on a, I'm on a speaker, and it it doesn't indicate to me that I've flicked to the hang uh, the answer button. I might be on the hang up button because it's it's waiting. It hasn't processed what I've just done and announced the sound yet. So that's the kind of thing that Bluetooth lag. It's like if you were driving a car, and it, you could turn and you'd turn instantly, but you'd still see. For the next half second, what was it? What was formerly ahead of you before you turned, and the view would only snap around after that, that second, right? So, uh, you know, it's it can really be disturbing when, uh, when you're dealing with voiceover, when you're trying to control your device, then lag is a real danger. And uh, so, you want to eliminate that as much as possible, get the highest number of Bluetooth that you can. No no older than Bluetooth four at this point. Uh, I would recommend Bluetooth five and above at this point for pretty much everything, even the even the keyboard. Uh, you wouldn't think that took a lot of information, data transfer, but it it, it the lag can just really frustrate you. If you know if, if you type keys and they aren't entered right away and you don't have the feedback to know that they're entered, it, it can really make things more difficult. So go for high Bluetooth numbers. Um, and do your homework. Check on what people think of of the keyboard. Check the reviews. Don't just look on the site that you're thinking of buying it from. Look on uh, other places. There are magazines, there are tech sites. Um, There are things like Gizmodo and other things, uh, Pocket Lint, uh, Mobile Syrup, (laughs) all kinds of sites that have reviews of tech. And that can really help you make more informed decisions when you can't try this stuff physically uh, before you buy. Uh, I got a Bluetooth speaker and I kind of shopped around and went on different YouTube sites and found out about this thing, the Fugu Tough, which is a really sturdy built speaker with uh, speech in it. And it it has its own voice. So it can tell uh, me how full the battery is and whether things are connected or not uh, things like that has sounds for when you turn it on or off. Like it's really blind friendly. The buttons are tactile. Uh, it's a bit old now it's Bluetooth 4 uh, something. So the lag is, is there. I wouldn't use it for, you know, serious work. Um, but if, if I'm just listening to something, you know, then it doesn't matter as much. If I'm just listening to a book, then a little lag is, is not a horrible thing. Uh, it, it really comes into play when you have to control your device. And that's where you want to really be aware and make sure that you get something with high Bluetooth. So there are all kinds of accessories. There are Braille displays. You can hook up a Braille display with Bluetooth to your phone and uh, you know, have read Braille books that way. Uh, use the Kindle app or something like that and just buy an ebook like anyone else would and have it be in Braille on your display. Uh, so that's, that's kind of you know, some of the things uh, that you can do. I, I have an Apple Watch, and that keeps track of some health stuff for me and uh, sleep traps my, tracks my sleep when I get it. And uh, it also can you know, easily tell the time. And some apps have little things that appear on my watch that interface with the phone and let you do things without even taking your phone out of your pocket. So there's a, a lot of different accessories that you can get. Uh, Shox uh, offers uh, bone conduction headsets, and they're great for when your ears are wet and you can't, you know, wear your hearing aids or you're out and about and you're going to be traveling and you don't want ear, you know, anything blocking your ears. Uh, you know, the bone conduction headsets will let you hear what, let's say, if you have a GPS thing running on your, your phone, like Blind Square, uh, it'll let you hear that uh, through your skull, basically while you're hearing your surroundings and they're in, in full, you know, normalcy and you, you can get your, your phone to just you know, give you those directions and the, you know, the volume can be pretty quiet and you would, you know, as long as the wind isn't too strong, you'll be able to hear, you know, at least what your phone's talking about telling you, you know, when you're coming up to places, when landmarks are approaching. So there's, there's a lot of, of possibility there. Uh, that you can get uh, connected to your phone. And there's uh, batteries is another one, external battery packs and cases. I would recommend most people get a case. uh, As blind people, we're bound to knock our phones or drop them eventually by mistake. And that can be really, really stressful uh, if your phone isn't in, in a case. So I, I've gotten a little softer on, I used to really think that anything without a screen protector was a bad idea for a case, but I've gotten a little, little more okay with that as time has advanced. They've, they've gotten better at making your screens you know, tough enough to stand the odd bump. Um, and the cases have lit sort of edges around uh, the top of them that raise above the screen a bit. So they will, in theory, if your phone drops straight down, uh, on you know, flat onto where the screen would be, and it's the edges should absorb some of the bump and your phone won't get damaged. So in most everyday occasions, uh, you know, it should be fine. Uh, and that's, uh, that waterproof is another option. You can get waterproof cases. Uh, they can muffle sound though. So uh, be aware that there might be a trade-off in, in that area battery cases exist. You can get cases with batteries that'll power your phone for a good chunk of extra time. Uh, but again, those cases are only good as long as that phone exists, right? When you upgrade to a new phone, most of the time, the size is different a little bit. The buttons might be in a bit of a different place and that case won't fit. And you'll basically have to get a new new case So I, uh, for that new phone. So I generally... You know, if you're going to get, get a lot of use out of that phone, you're going to keep it for like four years, then a battery case can make absolute sense. You'd never forget your battery it would just be there. Your phone and battery would charge together and it would be, you know, a good situation. But if you're going to upgrade in a couple of years and, you know, you, you, you buy a case with a battery in it, then that case is going to be thrown out when, you're, when you get a new phone uh, because you won't be able to use it on the new phone. But if you get an external battery pack, uh, they usually call power banks. Um, you'll be able to use that with you know diff- as many phones as it lasts for, as long as the battery is still good and holds a charge, you can keep using it. So I've had uh, some battery packs that have lasted for you know several phones now, and they're still useful. So that's uh, that's the kind of thing that. Uh, that you can consider as you, you're weighing your options. And There are lots of different battery options, some of which have lights, uh, which are unfortunate for us because you know we, do, we might not know if they're on. Uh, you can use a light detecting app to sort of check on that um, and things like that. But it is it's possible that you know you'll leave a light shining and it will drain your battery, um, and, and it won't have as much charge as you think when you actually need it. So. Uh, there are accessible batteries. There's one company in the States that makes something, uh, Energrid is the name of the company, and you can get uh, a battery. I have one of them that's uh, that has, it vibrates and beeps to tell you how much power is in the battery and when things are properly connected and when it's charging and things. So, you know, there are solutions to these. Uh, you know, a lot of them will cost uh, a bit more money for accessibility, but increasingly, uh, like it, the example of the Fudu, fugu tough speaker that I have you know more and more things are talking now more and more things have smart you know assistance in them and things like that um, so you, you can sort of take advantage of that uh, to help uh, you know, be more independent and and know you know what to do with these accessories if, if they have voice guidance so you know, the, the same with the bone conduction headphones the uh, shock uh, shocks headphones. They have an inbuilt assistant that tells you when they're connected. When you know you can check the battery level, things like that. So, it's, uh, we're in a, certainly a different place than than we were earlier on. There's a lot more in our favor than they used to be. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that gives people some idea of how to approach uh, the thought of of getting accessories for your uh, your your iPhones.
0: And I just want to thank Michael so much for the third installment of the unscreen, unsc- Unseen Touchscreen. <laughs> That's a bit of a mouthful, the third installment on the, of the Unseen Touchscreen. If you do want to go back and hear the last two, they are on our podcast feed on the CCB, Canadian Council of the Blind podcast feed. They are there. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at one 877 You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gtt-support plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.io.